welcome back to this week's episode of Men of the Machine, your non-stop premiere location for historical anal sex facts. And on this week's episode, we've got our Just the Facts Jake on over here. Say hi to the people, Jake. How you guys doing? That was my like professional radio introduction. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyways, today what we are going, we're going to start with a, a brief overview on artificial intelligence. Okay. With purpose, there's a reason. And then we will foray into the future of gaming. Because you are, you know, a gamer for all intents and purposes. Pretty much. But let's start with, rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. Yeah, that was a, that was a doozy. doozy. Yeah. But did you see the ominous uh, warning he gave humanity as like his final Reddit Tumblr? I think it was Tumblr. I'm going to look it up so I don't misquote. Yeah, I did not see that. But I'll tell you about it as I'm looking it up. He put on... I I can't remember if it was rather tough. Not the point. He talked about AI and how much of a danger it is to mankind. I've seen iRobot. (laughs) So, checkmate, all right? I guess, yeah, that really lays it down. (laughs) But uh, final post is what I'll search. But So me and Patrick, actually, one of our most... Like, one of our last episodes we recorded together, we talked about AI and... um, I remember VR. Nope. Yeah, we did VR. We did. I'm pretty sure we did. But anyways, Reddit post. It goes over. I will read the quotes. If machines produce everything we need, the outcome will depend on how things are distributed. That makes sense. And everyone can enjoy a life of luxurious leisure if the machine produced wealth is shared or most people can end up miserably poor if the machine owners successfully lobby against wealth redistribution. Which is kind of just what we're doing now. So basically, it's communism or capitalism? Yes. So far, the trend seems to be toward the second option with technology driving every increasing inequality, which is also true. You know, manufacturing gets cheaper as they invest more in technology and people lose jobs and we're all poor. Uh, The real risk, and, and here's towards the end of it, the real risk with AI isn't malice, but competence. A super intelligent AI will be extremely good at accomplishing its goals. And if those goals aren't aligned with ours, we're in trouble. You're probably not an evil ant hater who steps on ants out of malice, but if you're in charge of a hydroelectric green energy product and there's an ant hole, an ant hill in the region to be flooded, too bad for the ants. Let's not place humanity in the position of those ants. Okay. All right. So this is a classic sci-fi trope. We've been over this a thousand times. Every I robot. I, I robots a bit is a good the, example. You know, is really the, they, they've ruled out that people can't control themselves. Uh, so you gotta get rid of all the people. Made the Matrix. That's one. Uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey with HAL 3000. Never actually seen that movie. I highly recommend. I've seen it once a long time ago, so I can't really talk to it, but it's hardcore. Okay. They're all, I mean, and it's obviously happened other places. WALL-E is kind of one of them. Yeah, it doesn't have, the ship. No, I have actually never gotten past <gasps> halfway through WALL-E. Okay, I don't blame you. I, I understand it's like, everyone considers it one of like the greatest Disney movies like of recent era. I know, and they're wrong. And I have a lot of trouble with things that don't have dialogue and the first like 30 minutes of that movie is literally no dialogue my problem isn't dialogue my problem is you don't get freaking emotion quote unquote because it's a robot mm-hmm. out of the robot until 30 minutes in it's okay. not only just not dialogue it's just watching something happen it's like watching how it's made without the narrator you're just like okay okay no, yeah what am that. i doing here so anyways not the point that one the main ship turns on everyone and it turns out the ship is the reason they're not going back to earth because earth is actually growing plant life again Mm -hmm. so it's happened everywhere and artificial intelligence is terrifying 
So we'll start with A, do you think it's what the sci-fi would believe you to think it is? Because, because, yes, so Google loves it. Facebook loves it. Apple loves it. Amazon, like there's so many companies, Tesla hates it. Or not Tesla, um, Elon Musk of Tesla. Okay. Um, he's actually for making sure that there's a kill switch like as early as possible. That is, und- which they always override their. It yeah, come on, they're, they, they're smarter have than you. Have you seen the movies? Yeah, come this, on. So, anyways, so first question is one that we'll talk about. Do you think it's a threat? Do I think AI is a threat? Not right now. Like, at yeah, I mean, our current developmental pace of AI. I mean, I feel like AI could eventually be a threat, right? Do do you think he said it right at the end of that? Do you think we are competent enough to not let it get to that point? I think are our children's 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 going to die by robots? I think it could happen. It could ha- okay. it could de- it could definitely happen. Um, I don't think like it's one of those things like we wouldn't knowingly do it, right? So no one expects themselves to you know be the cause of their own fall. Ultron just happened are. overnight. oh there's another one Ultron. okay yeah no i'm just trying to think of ones where it happens yeah so i i i would like to think no it's not gonna happen i'm gonna put my money on the opposite end of the spectrum and say we'll stop first if so so to go to his first half of his post if computers and and all of this machinery replace the human footprint on working Mm -hmm. we will have to have communism It'll be impossible to not because yeah, half your population only, will die of. Yeah, it's the only way it would work. Not if, being able to provide. If you replace all of the like you know working class jobs with machines, that's over. <laughs> that's like seventy five percent of the population yeah, yeah. that is now out of a job. Exactly, and the and the only jobs there will be will be like maintenance, and even then, machines can maintain each other at yeah. a certain point. So even that one will kind of go out the window. It'll mostly just be like inspection it basically would be like for each job that would have a person doing it it would be like it's like every like you know 10 people would be placed with an inspector or something like that yeah yeah that's because someone has to be watching the machine to make sure it doesn't get gummed up or something yeah but even then at some point you can have a intelligent repair bot Mm -hmm. to do that for you and then someone has to be able to watch that repair bot so there's always gonna be someone those two repair bots will watch each other and yeah it's a symbiotic relationship between the two exactly exactly it's a very love hate thing but i don't even know what i was saying there i got distracted we used to talk about repair bots (laughs) but okay so artificial intelligence sure it could be a threat b how soon in our lifetime will there be a real form of artificial intelligence? And I'll back this up with things that I've learned from podcasts of earlier today. So when you say, a, like, because there are forms of artificial yes. intelligence, right? Google like, has got like one of the best ones in I mean, their assistant. And I mean, there was, you know, I'm sure you know about the racist Twitter bot. Yeah, that happened and that was awesome. Like that was... That was a real eye-opening uh, experience on what the humanity's and come to now because it he, took that thing less than 24 hours to literally become like a Nazi, basically. Yeah, a super racist. Just, just from, you know, reading tweets and assuming that's what people and, are like. And conversating with people, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that one's only had one purpose and it was just conversation. Yep. There was no goal. There wasn't like a, hey, you're going to do this. It was just, you're going to learn how to so talk. So are we trying to figure out, like, at what point will there be an AI that is like, you know, a sci-fi Yes, as like... Like, it can actually, you know, think and reason and do multiple purposes. Yeah, you'll walk in just, the house and it'll be like, I noticed this was low and call the repairman because you don't want this to happen. And okay. it's like talking you through your house diagnostics. 
I don't think in our lifetime we'll have something that advanced. Okay, okay. And it might... So push it out. Let's say our lifetime is the next 60 years would be fair. Because we're both in our 25, 26. 60 years is fair. I don't want to live past that point. Okay, so. well, for now, but modern medicine, yeah, who you knows? never know. I mean, they're saying, like, I think this generation, including ourselves, they're supposed to live into their mid-hundreds. Yeah, I don't... That's nuts. That's what they're predicting right that's now. Nuts. And I don't... I want to I want to be gone as soon as I'm no longer a functioning human being. Exactly. Right? Like, okay, so the let's second just... I'm wearing Depends, I'm out of well, here. Well, okay, so functioning... Oh, okay, so you mean in that. I was going to just about to say, but we're talking about computers replacing people. That makes us unfunctioning. That just makes us otters. We go around, play, and eat an hour a day, and then that's all the energy we use. I do love doing that. That's one of my favorite uh, pastimes. That's true. Do you know that about otters? What, they just play an hour they a day? Are the, no, vice versa. They are the most successful hunters in human nature, oh. and they spend 90% of their time playing. So, like, if we want to eat... I'll just do a quick dive, grab me a clam or a fish, and we play again. It's like when you have days off and you reach in the fridge for your dinner. That's how efficient otters are at hunting. I think I should be an otter then. <sighs> right? I mean, it's also a term for gay men who are very slick. I could, I could be one of those <laughs> two men. Saying, who knows, man? You got options. But, sorry, 60 years, not going to happen. Let's assume we die at 85. How many? How long after that? At the pace technology is moving. I mean, honestly, now that I think about it, like... We could start seeing something like that. I mean, we have not to that extent now. Like, you know, it's all based on us. But, like... Yeah, we're in control of it. I mean, the they, they already have, like, fridges that see, you know, you're out of milk. Put milk on your shopping list. So... And that's... So that's... This is where... Okay, so I have two more questions, but we'll get through this one. Let's say... Let's say... So, so give me just a quick years. Top of your head. Until you see a... Until your machine will recommend stuff to you proactively not reactively right now all of it's reactive it's hey you mm -hmm. have this coming up here's this you know system where will it be like hey we just noticed you don't have a doctor's appointment in six months and we think you should get checked out i mean we'll probably see some i actually i think we'll see something like that within the next 60 years probably then. 60 all right yeah. yeah so there's two forms of ai that already happen really cool one is assistant based they're all called assistants mm -hmm. everything you're like the fridge you're talking about alexa siri yep. google assistant cortana and all they do is they keep track of your itinerary, itinerary and remind you. Yeah, you That's you load in the information and it just keeps track. Of yeah, it for or you. it pulls the information from your personal accounts. Yeah. So like if if you get a Gmail, Gmail, Google, I'm gonna keep talking about Google because they're like the forefront of it currently. If you're in your Gmail, if you have plane tickets, doctor's appointments, uh, uh, lawyer meetings, like any of that mm -hmm. stuff, it auto loads it into your Google Assistant as like. Hey, uh, here's your ticket. For, it'll pull the ticket and put it in its own Google card. You don't have to go into that uh, email anymore. Stuff like that. Okay. So Google's come a long way. And now they have Google Lens, which is, do you remember the Amazon phone? I don't. It's called the Fire Phone. It was terrible. Bombed hard. There was only mm -hmm. one generation. Way too expensive. They fire sailed it like six months later. It was a complete mess. But it had a feature called Firefly on it. that, And Google Lens does it now. Take, take a picture, show your camera, and it'll be like, Oh, hey, that's a oh. that's a shock top. Yeah, you, yeah. You I've actually, I, uh, I, I was watching a Bill Nye saves the world, and they were talking about that on okay. it. And it was the main purpose of it was actually the one that they were talking about was to assist blind people. Okay, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> what it was is it was like it was actually like they have a they had a prototype, and it was like a sunglass that you wear. Okay. And hold on, I need this notebook because uh, I'm already forgetting questions I want to ask, okay. and I'll have to write them as I'm thinking of. Yeah. Them. So there was a uh, 
like, I believe it was like a sunglass that the blind person could wear. And wherever they were looking, it was like actively taking pictures. And it would like describe. Oh, like Google Lens type stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. It was, there's that, Google at it again. That's what I'm saying. It was something like that. And it actually might have been Google that was doing this. All right. So here's where we're going to get into Google. They log every piece of information, mm-hmm. whether you own an iPhone, an Android phone, or a Windows computer. Mm-hmm. They log everything. So simple stuff like that. Google Lens, take a picture of something. There's uh, a feature in the photos where people and pets, it using an algorithm will tell me. So here's my Jake, all the pictures of Jake I have, which is actually not that many. But you can see you're just one of many in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, hey, that's Jake. Put it in a folder. It's got my cat. It's got my godson. It's got freaking What is that books. picture of me? Which one? The, the, That's the... at uh, New York City when we went to the hippo, uh, uh, Korean barbecue. Okay. Yeah. That is a beautiful Christie picture. Just top <laughs> that's notch. The, that's, that's the face she always makes. But, you know, it's got Chelsea. It's got my nieces. And it's pretty freaking on point. So it's it. I can put names on them. And then every time I take a picture of that person, mm-hmm. I'll auto-tag their name to cool. it. You know, it's getting shopping information. It's getting your plane information. So anyways, this also has that listen feature. Any music I'm listening to. Yep. And supposedly with future updates, that will start recommending music to me based off of what the phone hears around me most often. I don't know if I like that. So, okay. So again, it's, so even that is like a step on, some people don't even like the always listening feature. Some people, yeah. Some people don't like that it can learn your voice. So when I say, okay, Google, it'll do something. When you say it, it won't react. Some people I, think, would, I would much rather do that. I, so I, some people are creeped out by that. Some people don't like that it uses an algorithm to know where you are. If I take a picture of a restaurant mm-hmm. and it recognizes the surroundings, it'll be like, oh, you're in Austin, Texas at this barbecue mm-hmm. joint. You're like, yeah, yeah. So the amount of information they have, I, I personally feel like it's a switch for them at this point. And they can have one mind within their database and it'll know everything and it'll be able to be cognizant. Okay. I, I believe. I don't think they're they've got that. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that Google's just sitting there waiting for the moment. <laughs> they're waiting for the yeah. No, they, they, they're going to take over. That's they're not what I'm much taking They over. are our overlords, but I I think that if they wanted to, because they signed, I don't remember if it was Hawking or Musk put out this big thing like, hey companies, if you support the kill switch idea, mm-hmm. and Google went on that, they're like, we're never going to push it that far. But if they wanted to, I feel like ten years from now they could have a living mind. Well, the, a Watson with self-awareness. Okay. Because you know Watson, right? The, the H&R Block is powered by Watson. Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows Watson. They do my taxes. I feel like they have Watson that could be self-aware within 10 years. Okay. I could be wrong, but think of the amount of information they have. But, I mean, that's the, that's the biggest thing that's scary about AI. It's not, you know, how advanced it is. It's whether or not it is self-aware. Like, whether yeah. or not it knows. All right. Which leads me into question number two. You've seen Blade Runner, yay or nay? I have not. Okay. Do you know of Blade Runner? Yeah or nay? Kind of aware of what okay. it is. So the whole premise of the movie, I won't give away the spoilers or nothing, is humans created these replicants. Mm-hmm. Replicants complete jobs. When they're at the end of their life, we go kill them. Okay. Replicants don't want to die because they're they're alive okay. for all intents and purposes. And then this big thing of am I a replicant? Am I not? So Are you a replicant? Are you not? A very iRobot-esque situation. So like the opposite of Mr. Meeseeks. Exactly. They are okay with staying alive. <laughs> So at what point, and the reason why I bring this up was scientists created, they were able to simulate a worm's brain and put that into a worm robot that acted like a worm. Okay. Okay. So that's very basic. So yeah, there's not much to it. A a worm's brain computes like three thoughts. Mm -hmm. It's like eat, 
And that's it, actually. It's one thought. It's just... It's just eating whatever's in front of it. Yeah, it's just digging mulch. Moving forward. Is there water? Let me come up out and get that water and back down again. Yeah. All right? That alone is... Is that life? Or is that programmable genetic information? Because there's okay. a very big difference. At what point did do we create life? I mean, so it doesn't... You know, obviously... A worm doesn't have thoughts. It's all instinct. That we know of. That we know of, yeah. I mean... I'm just saying, it's there's, not a lot a very... of thought, there's a lot of worm lobbyists out there exactly. who want their rights. Be respectful on this podcast. I apologize to all the worm lobbyists out there. <laughs> no, this is not a political point The worms view. rights activists. Exactly. My bad. The WRAs. But there is a large difference between something a creature that can develop thought... And okay. a creature that just acts entirely on instinct. Okay, okay, good. We'll stop, we'll stop there and I'll move on to my next question. We create this life. Mm-hmm. What, like real life, like Sunny for my robot life. Okay. What, what is our responsibility or do we even have one to take it out? We created life. That's like you, for all intents and purposes, having a child and you know the age-old saying, I brought you into this, I can take, take you, you out. out. And you just toss them. You're just like, nope, sorry, in the shredder. We don't need you anymore. What is our moral kind of, like, job there? That's actually this a, is personal. A, this is personal. No, no, that's a, that's a pretty good question. Um, the reason I bring this up, Kevin Smith, I was listening to Education. Okay. He's an insanely, like, on top of it, won't kill anything. Anything. Okay. He'll eat meat. He's not a vegan, but... Well, now he's a vegan because of the heart attack. Oh, Shout, shouts out Kevin Smith. Yes, he... They told him you got to drop fifty pounds and you got to cut this from your diets because your your arteries they're not they're <laughs> lead pipes. So he almost died. So anyways, he will like if there's an ant in his house, he'll scoop the ant up and take it outside. He's telling this funny story about how his wife walked in and he's screaming at a line of ants to get out of his house. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You come up, and, you know? He's like I, berating I these ants. Yeah. So he won't kill anything. So if he was the per- doctor, you know, if this thing becomes sentient, he's like, all right, live your life. Until they harm, obviously. Mm-hmm. But Blade Runner style, this thing's getting old. It's machines getting, do you let it die out? Or are you like, all right, off switch. Like, you created life. Is it fair to kill it? It's, it's, Is it even killing it? I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, it's in the situation like this with like a robot or something, you're not really killing it because it could always be activated again. What's the difference between their life and ours, though? Just because we're organic and we should, oh, no, you know, I, I, I see what you're saying So there. that's the question. But it's not really taking away life as much as shutting it down, right? Because it, okay. it can always be turned back on, right? Like, okay. I don't feel bad about turning the lamp off. Okay, okay, but, but that thing, that, that, it's not a creature, but that, uh. It's very aware of what's happening. Exactly. I, I, so you're, you're against its will shutting it down. That's like me being like, all right, Jake coma time and i juice you up with some coma juice and you go out because they can induce comas medically induced comas that's a medically induced coma for a robot yeah so like i've been watching uh westworld recently i started getting into that i haven't seen it yet but i'm going to and i mean it's it's very similar like basically all the you know it's a it's a amusement park for rich people so they can do whatever they want to these things and they are everything in there that is not a person is a lifelike robot. Okay. You know, it, it bleeds, it feels like a human, but it is just a robot with, you know, organic-like material over okay. it. Okay, okay. And basically, this isn't really a spoiler because it's basically the premise of the whole thing is there ends up being some sort of glitch in the programming and some of them are essentially going off script. 
Okay. So it's no longer, you know, uh, uh, it's a small world dancing in the corners and it's more like, hey, how you doing? Well, they're not. So they, I mean, they, they, they actually you know, interact like people. Like they are, yeah. it is almost indistinguishable. What is a person? What is a robot? Okay. Isn't that part of the show? Like you're not even sure what you're, or do no, they lay so, it out? I haven't seen the show. So you're very, I, I don't know, like in canon what it's like, but so when you're in Westworld, a person cannot be harmed. Okay. Okay. That is the biggest thing is you have the, you know, these guns, or whatever, they can harm any of the, the hosts, the hosts are the, uh, that's like robots. hostile with robots. Kind of. Cause people go there just to kill shit. <sighs> nice. So yeah. So you can harm the hosts. The host can't like, you know, it'll like hurt. Like, you know, they'll shoot you and it'll be like, you know, painful, but it's not like life threatening or anything. Yeah. But, and this is, I don't know if you want me to say this or not. It's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's in the very first episode. It's fine. The, you know, the main robot, which is like the main character, it's like she's one of the oldest robots in the park. Okay. And uh, they say, you know, the actual quote is, you know, the main program is like, the host couldn't harm a fly. Mm -hmm. And the very last scene of it, you see the host sitting there, a fly lands on it, and she slaps it and kills it. Oh, oh boy. It couldn't harm a fly. So it, it's basically up to, like, at some point, this glitch in the program is going to cause an actual person to... Because the computer's doing whatever it wants. And I haven't, I haven't gotten that far in the series. I'm like five or six episodes in. But Isn't it, it's, yeah, it's like 12, 11. It's, it's a standard HBO show, yeah. so probably somewhere between 10 and 15, I'd say. Yeah. Okay, so that's, you know, that's where everything comes become just standard personal morality. If a computer hurts me, I'm going to mm -hmm. hurt it. But before all that happens, Blade Runner style, someone's mm -hmm. doing its job, and you're just like, all right, you, you've lived... That's like walking up to an 80-year-old person, just popping them in the back of the head and being like, you're done. <laughs> you're done. Just you're, sit down. We don't need you anymore. Yeah. What yeah. would you... If you were the president, President Just the Facts Jake, with a long title, and you get to pick this program. I mean, so, in the purely hypothetical, without experiencing this at all, I think it would be okay to, you know, shut off a robot. Shut him down. Okay. Now, I don't think, like, the thing that's a little bit scary about the whole kill switch idea is it, it is actually, you know, we've become accustomed to having these you know, machines or robots or whatever helping us, and one person has the power over that. Yes. Well, the other issue is and when the computer figures out it has a kill switch, because if they become self-aware, no, not even overriding it. They can just stop you from pressing it. Yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah, but there's, there's three laws of uh, robotics. They can't harm. Well, we all know how that goes, okay? We all know the side that takes. So it... it yeah. I don't know. Well, so the reason... So the thing that scares me the most about the kill switch idea is not the fact that, you know, it could be more... Like, the moral implications of mm -hmm. turning off. It is the, the fact that you basically have one person who is godlike powerful at that point. Okay. You know, you have this whole... I mean, for all intents and purposes, a race of yeah. thing. PJFJ. I don't know what you're saying right now. President Just the Facts, Jake. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you end up with, you know, this singular person uh -huh. who has almighty power over this. The launch codes. The launch codes. Oh, my God. Okay, so I get that aspect. The reason why I, I get touchy on this is I'm not as hard. I'm, I have Kevin Smith's mentality of that every life is equal. And I mean that across the board. Okay. I'm just sadistic and I don't care. But me and my dad got into an argument a long time ago. There was an article came out, and they did this big funeral for a police dog who ran in and attacked the guy who had people at gunpoint. Mm -hmm. And the guy shot the dog, and then the police got him. Okay. 
And I was like bummed out about it. And my dad's like, why are they giving the, okay, not my dad, some person was like, why are they giving this dog a funeral? This is stupid. Just throw it, you know, yada, yada. My dad's Mm -hmm. a, he's a farmer. Animals are disposable almost Mm -hmm. to a degree. And I don't fault him for that. But I was like, are you, are you kidding me? He's like, well, at least it wasn't a police officer. I was like, I don't care who the fuck it is. Someone died because of, or something died Mm -hmm. because a person was being a jackass. Plus across the board, that's bad. I actually, I, I kind of like the police's mentality towards things like this. Like, they, they consider their dogs, their horses, they yeah. are officers. Yeah, oh, yeah, and, like, the funeral was beautiful. The argument me and my dad was having was just, I told him, your life's not more important than Murphy's life. Because mm-hmm. at the time, Murphy was alive, passed away, Lyme disease, best dog ever. Uh, and he was like, really, you think that? And I was like, yeah, life is life. You're both here, you're both near me, you're both either being happy, mad, sad. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there's still compassion and all that. And we got into a big thing. So I would push that on to robots. I think if we're stupid enough to create a robot that can, you know, rise up in the robot Mm -hmm. revolution, we all die. Well, we had that coming. (laughs) That's kind of on us for being idiots. So the question is, can a robot actually be smarter than its creator? Yes. Okay. Because of the, you know, infinitely learning database. Yeah, because instead of just being smarter than that person, it can learn everything that person knows and every other person. Yeah. So that's, yes, I would say they can, but they, so this is a, another big difference is the ability to overcome stuff. So like a robot can learn every fact in existence, mm-hmm. but it may not be able to learn new facts on its own. It may not be able to arrive to a new conclusion. Exactly. We can see two things together and build this sort of like, mm-hmm. You know how they say, like, everyone has one original idea? Like, I've thought up with shit on the podcast, and Patrick's been like, yeah, that's already happened. I'm like, ah, fuck. (laughs) But everybody has one original thought in their lifetime, at least. Okay. Of where it's entirely, without you, that couldn't come up. Can computers be that form of originality? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they can ever have that sort of stuff. I don't know what it takes to be that. I'm not a philosophizer. I, I ain't got this. I'm just saying... If they rise to the point of knowing everything we know, can they go above that cap? Because we're ever expanding or mm-hmm. evolving and, and learning. I, I don't know if their cap is whatever we end on. Yeah, I, I... It's tricky. It's tough to figure out. But Stephen Hawking warned us. Hopefully people listened. Yeah. All right. So that, that was supposed to be the first 10 minutes. Yeah. So let's, let's slide off of that. Rest in peace, Stephen Hawking. One of the greatest mind. No, the greatest mind of our generation. Probably one of the most impressive human beings that yeah, he lived has ever lived. He 50 lived 50 years. years past his life expectancy. Like, the minute you get Lou Gehrig's disease, they're like, all right, man, nice, like, well, nice knowing you. Wrap it up. Let's take you out with the 80-year-olds and pop you in the back of the head. Exactly. But he, I think, I don't, I don't know how he did it. This is some sort of, I mean, there's a lot of conspiracy theories about it, which are pretty funny, and I'm sure the people in DJ's group know about it, but... Only the one person. Only the one, sorry. And, uh, but yeah, that's, it's absolutely insane, and... While not being able to use his body, did you know he was having an affair with his nurse and he lo- left his wife and got married to his nurse? What was he doing? He wasn't doing anything. Wait, he was, was he just sitting on his joystick? He was sweet talking her via chat pad, which as we all know can happen. You can you can swoon a lady on a chat pad yeah. and, v- and vice versa. Maybe she swooned him. I don't know. But he, while wheelchair bound, full Stephen Hawking mode. Let uh, he left his wife and married his nurse. How right. hardcore is that? Uh, yeah, he's the greatest. Okay, so anyways, on to the next topic. The main topic of today, 
He's inspired by the greatest game of all time, Fortnite. And just, okay, come on, hyperboles. (laughs) And the future of gaming. The greatest game of the last three months, Fortnite. Roughly. But through the last three months, as far as I'm concerned, is all time. I mean, so the game has gathered a great amount of steam, right? So it is on steam. See, it is constantly. So, you know, for the past five years, maybe more on Twitch.tv, the highest viewership, you know, game has always been League of Legends. Yeah, I believe that. And now it's usually Fortnite. Well, and the game came out in 2011, and it did not catch... Which is why I hate the whole PUBG versus Fortnite argument. It's like Fortnite came out in 2011? Yeah, 2010, 2011. Okay. As like a freaking this big game that no one played, and mm-hmm. it was like 20 people or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it grew and grew and grew. And as PUBG got popular, it stole a bunch of ideas from that and vice versa. Uh, well, actually, I don't think vice versa in this scenario. I think they just took and added their own... I mean, it kind of looked like, you know, I've only seen the game played like once or twice, mm-hmm. but... It seems like it's a Team Fortress-based game. Like, it's off the same engine as Team Fortress. Oh, yeah, the the graphics are. Ooh, I've got a question. Let me write it down, because I will forget it. Uh, Hold on. Sorry, everybody listening. I know this is riveting stuff. Uh, This question's going to be intense. Don't worry. (laughs) You know, I got into a big argument with a friend over this question. That's why I want to ask it. So, anyways, um, the reason why I bring this up. So, Fortnite's whatever. It's a good game. I really, really... Don't read the question in advance. I can't even see it from here. I really, really enjoy playing it, but I am also... I think we talked about this. I'm a monogamous gamer. Mm -hmm. I find one game, stick to it for a while. Overwatch was my boo for like a year. Before that, Destiny 1. Didn't play anything else. And there's always like... Each year I have like a two-month period of Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Except this year. Or actually last year too. I didn't play it at all. But anyways... They release Fortnite is a for those of you who don't know, it is a, a battle royale style. One hundred people land on the map, and last person alive wins. And you just fight your way through. End of the game, you get kicked out to the lobby, start a new one. There is no ranking system. There is no like bonuses and upgrades. Are they going to be adding a ranking it's system? Purely cosmetic. I don't know if they're ever going to add a real ranking system. Like I've won X amount of times. Screw you. Like that's the biggest thing. So I mean, that's like. In my opinion, I know we're jumping ahead a little bit, but the future of gaming is like the eSport. Okay, okay, so we'll get there. We'll get there. I Actually, no, we won't get there because I'm going more on a technological side, not a gameplay side, okay. so that's actually fine to talk about. Yeah, eSports is huge. Overwatch is huge. League of like, Legends that's, is huge. Yeah, that's the those biggest, are the two. That's the biggest driving, like... Wouldn't you say those are the two? Overwatch and League? Yeah. League is... So it used to be StarCraft was the, you know, the eSports, the e-sports yeah. for a while. And League of Legends came in and just blew it out of the water. Yeah. Which which it's, it's always been free-to-play, but it used to be like a internet browser free-to-play thing where you're just like, it was never a oh, browser check game. out League of Legends. Oh, no, it was never a browser game. Well, no, but I meant it no. was like a, a... It was actually like, it was a... I can actually remember it. Like, it was a scroll bar, like, click on this game, yeah. try it out type thing. Yes. Yeah. And it, it blossomed, like, huge. Like, yeah. And, you know, the biggest driving force behind esports is always South Korea. You know, what okay. is... What are they playing? What are they playing? What is filling up the internet cafes in South Korea? Mm-hmm. And League of Legends, you know, surpassed StarCraft in, like, its first, like, season or two of uh, competitive play. Okay. How long has it been competitive? They're on season seven, I think, right now and of competitive. It's yearly, play. or is it? So like... yeah, each season is a year. Oh, okay, okay, I didn't know that. So, anyways, 
I don't know if they're ever going to add ranking to Fortnite. I doubt it. And that's Fortnite suits the type of gamer that is me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've got 20 minutes. Let me throw a quick Fortnite game on. League of Legends is not a 20 minute game. So it's depends. So okay, so it can be, but the majority of the of the serious people. So obviously. if you're if you're playing like the competitive, like you know, the Summoners Rift, it's a it could be anywhere from fifteen minutes to the longest game ever recorded was like two and a half hours, something <laughs> dumb like that. So long. But even then, that's so that's more I would guess from what I've seen involved. So this is a big argument of PC versus console gamers. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier for me to pick up the Xbox controller in my Mm -hmm. living room with the TV and just do a quick thing than it is to go to my computer and set up, which there is computer setups on TVs in in people's living room. That's fine. But anyways, getting off track. So Fortnite is the game I just explained, and they released it on mobile. And now this is not the first major game released on mobile. Mm -hmm. Actually, PUBG has been on mobile for a very long time. Yeah. Well, actually, no. The main release just came out like a few days ago and everyone's like, why are you copying Fortnite? But there was this PUBG-S game that was on mobile Mm -hmm. for a while. Anyways, and it's a huge deal. And I read this article about playing Fortnite on an iPhone 10 and the impression it gave. So mobile gaming's come a huge way. And a lot are calling it the future of gaming like the Switch. The iPad's graphical capabilities has surpassed the PS3 and Xbox 360. And it's not that far behind the Xbox One and PS4. So they're catching up. They're not going to get there probably anytime soon. I mean, a dedicated power supply, better cooling system. Like, it's going to be impossible to catch it. And then PCs, obviously, leaps about. On on the topic of that, I would say mobile gaming is the future of making money in the gaming industry. Oh, the profitability of it. Yeah, that is... So, right now, the most profitable... The most profitable... Profitable? There we go. Profitable. Yes, there you go. The most, the most profitable, uh, like, model seems to be free to play. Oh, okay, yeah, and that's okay. So that's very casual gaming. It, I want to go past. So that's not casual gaming. So League of Legends is free to play. Oh, oh, okay. So you're talking across the board. Okay, okay. Yeah, I so, thought you meant like fucking Candy Crush and shit. I mean, that there's a lot of money there. Too. No, there's money there, but so, that's but not that, in that's the, the thing. It's it's all it all seems to be it all seems to lead back to microtransactions, like mm-hmm. you know. You draw them in with the free-to-play game, and then... Charge them up the butt. And then... It's not even like something where you need to pay to win, because League isn't a pay-to-win game. No, no. But... Well, or Overwatch. Not yeah, a pay-to-win not game. Not a pay-to-win no. game, but people spend, like... I think last time I checked my League account, I spent over $1,000 in this game just buying skins and shit. Mason spent... In one Overwatch uh, bout, like, it was... I can't remember... I think it was the summer event. He wanted Tracer's skin so bad, he spent over 220 bucks. Didn't get the skin, waited, waited, played, 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 got it in a loot box like a mm-hmm. week later before the event was up, and then was like, I'm going to throw 20 more bucks in it anyways. Got it again in the loot box. Oh, he was super pissed off. <laughs> but he spent 240 bucks that yeah. on just skins. And that's the thing. Like, this is a, I mean, Overwatch isn't 100% free to play. You pay like 40 bucks for the game. Well, you buy the game, yes. Yes. But, so, that's, that's the thing I don't necessarily like about a lot of games, it's all, like there's so much DLC that are coming out right yeah. now. So they'll push out a you know a short subpar game, and they'll be like, "Don't worry, there's DLC coming." You know. Yes. And I I don't like that. I would rather pay. You know, if I'm paying sixty dollars for a game, mm-hmm. I want you know I want a forty hour game. You want the Nintendo model. Yeah. I don't want to pay you know sixty dollars for a game and then be done with it in ten hours. Yeah. Like with Resident Evil Biohazard, I love that game. It was super fun, but I finished it in ten hours, yeah. and then it's like. 
Well, there's this DLC and twenty bucks. Yeah, so forty I mean, bucks. Obviously, I, I bought it. You know, in November of the last year, so I didn't get it when it came out. And it was sixty bucks, so I was I was okay with paying twenty dollars for that game. I would have been pissed if I bought that at full and then, price. Yeah, so so there's two different microtransaction models, and mm-hmm. one of them is clearly under major scrutiny, and that's Battlefront, pay to win. Yep. There's a reason they scrapped it. There's a reason Disney almost shut down their Star Wars division in EA. Like, there was a huge yep. hoopla about it. Destiny also got serious flack. Every time they come out with an update, they're like, oh, we pulled this from this and put it over here, and everyone freaks out. They try to do it a different way, mm-hmm. freak out. Destiny 2's dead. Whatever. If you make your pay to your free to play game or your Overwatch style game where the money you put in is purely cosmetic, I'm totally down with that. Yep. Because I don't Fortnite is exactly like that. The game's free and you pay twenty bucks every season, which I think a season lasts like forty not forty, sorry, sorry, sorry. Like four months, three months to four months. Okay. So a sixty buck game a year. Mm-hmm. And that's again purely cosmetic. So I don't I still get to play the game. I'm on an even playing field. I've been winning lately, which has made me feel real good. Mm-hmm. I don't, I like that model. I will never play, Call of Duty, there's a reason why their profits are going down. They're still one of the best-selling games, and then the support for it drops three months later when the first DLC drops, because it used to be six to eight months later, new maps, and everyone lost their goddamn mind because it's been six months of playing the same game. Now it's like, here's this, and pre-order bonus, you get early access to the DLC in eight weeks. I hate the pre-order bonus. Oh, it's a disaster. But anyways... I, I just don't like the whole DLC model because, you know, back when it was just Xbox, you know, Halo and all that stuff, yeah. they did release new maps and stuff. They didn't charge it for it. Yeah, yeah. And there's still some games that do it, not many. That's, but... like, it's becoming too much of a, you know, we're trying to make money off Well, this so there's a big a... argument on the industry side of it is games have been 60 bucks basically forever. Yep. But the amount of cost that goes into making them has gone up dramatically. Well, that's, Allegedly. That's, no, now, no, I can't no, I, argue for I, it or against I will, it. I don't think the cost of developing the game is to maintain the game, right? So okay, yeah, yeah. A lot of games now, they have some sort of online capability, which requires server maintenance. Yeah. So it requires... You, know, you, you need your game to function properly mm-hmm. online... And you need to be able to update it. There too. was a the one the one I read that was talking about that was like um, it was like N sixty four's golden eye took let's say for example a thousand hours to make yep. of people on their computers doing it. Mm-hmm. Bioshock Infinite took like eighty thousand hours okay. of just an entire crew. Everyone's on their machines constantly working doing yada yada yada. I don't know how again that was a dramatic example, but that's what it was. It was like Bioshock Infinite took. It was something like ten times more than this other game they named. I do, I, I do believe that the games take longer to make now because there's. But you more... also have a dramatically bigger audience now. Yeah. You know how much a freaking well we talked about this last time. Like a Nintendo back in the time back when it came out, everyone didn't have a Nintendo. No, it was it was expensive. Yeah, you went to the friend's house who had money to play their Nintendo, or at least I did. Yeah. And then. Now, walk into any house and there's at least one or two PlayStations or Xboxes everywhere. I was the weird one for not having either for a while. See? You're freaking weirdo. Well, you, I mean, you play a computer, but still. Um, anyways, that's not, we're not talking money. Hold on. Back up. Bring it out. So mm-hmm. the article was about the fact that your play, multiplayer has always been the big divide, and it still is with Nintendo versus mobile and console mm-hmm. or PC. That, that was that's always been a big one. When Xbox Live came out, it changed the console game as far as 
online play went. Dreamcast had it. The PS2 had it very shittily. I, I don't think I've ever played an online yeah, game. Yeah, it was so I know bad. it existed. I know I had an Ethernet port in the back of my PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. It, didn't play. It, it, yeah. It did. yeah it got I think nothing. the GameCube, the GameCube had, had something, but it wasn't like like I didn't even know it had it until like you had to buy an adapter. It's not on the GameCube. I know that's the thing. Like there was it, an Ethernet like clip yeah, on. Remember yeah. where the Game Boy Advance clip on went? Yeah, it apparently had something. That I so I don't think anyone knew about yeah. it. So PCs had that kind of stuff forever because the internet is meant for that. Consoles it blew up with Xbox Live, then PlayStation Network came out. There's a reason the 360 was so much better than the PS3, at least in my opinion, and that was live versus mm-hmm. their free internet where it was laggy as shit. I'd play Call of Duty World at War with my friends and just get mad and be like, I'm going home and playing. I'm sorry, this is not working for me. And mobile has never been there. So there has been games with online play on your phone, but it's like racing games and mm-hmm. like competition little things. Fortnite on mobile, like I said, 100 people in a lobby, you're playing for real against yep. other people. You can have friends list, which I just found out right before we started recording. Like, It's full on, someone took a game from PC and desktop and successfully ported it with multiplayer to mobile. Okay. And that's huge. So there's three, as far as I'm concerned, forms of gaming that are all doing equally successfully right now. You have your sit down in front of a screen gaming, PC and console. You have VR gaming, which is still in its infancy and kind of catching on. And you've got mobile gaming. Mobile, and with these two games, PUBG and Fortnite, and soon to be more with the Switch, is taking huge strides. We all know that mobile is the quickest way to make money. Yeah, that is the that I mean, is where the guy are. who created Flappy Bird made a bad, a poorly programmed version of the helicopter game yep. and made over a million dollars. In his first week. Yeah. Um... I think he made $6 million before that person killed themselves and he took it off. And do you remember that story? I, I do remember. He, yeah, he someone got so frustrated at the game, they killed themselves, and he took it off. And he's like, yeah, I already made my ex... I think it was like $6 million. I'm, I, I don't want this and to that cause was, anything, and I'm happy. I'm well, a kid in, like, like pre-grad school. Like it he, he was matter. actually... I think he was actually, like, some, like, 17 or 18-year-old kid who was, like, heavily autistic. Yeah. And something like that. And he made $6 million <laughs> off... A very poorly programmed yeah. helicopter game that had Mario tubes in it. So let's take money out the equation, and I still think mobile gaming's quality is on the rise. Okay. So the days of Angry Bird, I I believe, and Candy Crush are behind us. They'll always be there. I mean, as long as there's 40-year-old parents yeah, out there, they'll, they'll always be there. But as far as that being the pinnacle, like, I remember when Cut the Rope came out, and I was like, oh, shit, real physics in a game. Like, I was cut out on my phone. Like, it was so corny, but... Now that Coder, I have Coder on here, Knights of the Old Republic, works really well. I have Oddworld Stranger's Wrath, direct port from the 360, works really well. Scribblenauts works really well. My favorite game, which I just deleted recently because it was taking up too much space and I wasn't playing it, Baldur's Gate 2 works so well. Baldur's Gate 2 was... My it's the damn. shit, man. It's so good. It's and I'm gonna get it on my PlayStation Two, and we're gonna ball I mean, out. Baldur's Gate Two was it was better than Baldur's Gate One, in my oh, opinion. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it's called uh, I mean, Baldur's Gate Two. Some uh, Dark Alliance, right? Boom. Yeah, and, 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 and I mean, probably the game was so great because you literally start the game with Minsk on your team. Win win. And Minsk, you know, with his freaking miniature gigantic gigantic space hamster. How do you go wrong? So that's the ports is one argument that's come up a thousand times against the Switch, which I think people are wrong, and I'll tell you why in a minute. So quality of console games going or of mobile games going up. Console's been stagnant, but not in a negative. It's just always going to be the or not console, sorry, sit down gaming. Is always going to be like the the bar. Forever. Mm-hmm. 
And VR is an incredibly narrow niche right now. You have to have a lot of money to invest the system and, co and computer for it. Have they actually made any VR games that are actually more than just basically just the gimmick of, yeah, it's VR? Kind I, of. I, I haven't been keeping up with VR so, at all because right now, in my opinion, it is it is basically worthless in my opinion right yeah, yeah. now. I get mad headaches when I play it, which I power through and play anyways because it was Rick and Morty when I was. Okay. And that game's amazing. Um, there is a lot of, you know, it's for VR, like, mm -hmm. uh, um, what you call it, uh, like space flying and stuff like that. There's a lot mm -hmm. of simulators, which as well, just for VR, but they did come out with fallout and Skyrim for VR, which is huge. Okay. Even though it's a port, I'm still going to always argue that ports aren't a bad thing. I don't think ports are a bad thing. I think that's, that's neat. I'm not sure yeah. how well it functions. Yes. I like, that's that's them, the biggest so I thing I don't like about VR is I don't think, like, I mean... Right now, to me, VR just takes a first-person game and puts the screen like really in so, front of your face. So here's one thing where I'm going to fight for VR, and it's a very specific, besides Skyrim, because it's my life, racing games in VR is in no way comparable to any other form of playing a racing game. Now you're talking about where it actually has like you're in the a cockpit. wheel, like it has a wheel control that has the... Uh... Well, whether you have the wheel or not, yes, the wheel adds to it and makes it cooler, but even if you don't have the wheel, like one huge thing, and it's going to sound corny, when you're driving your car and you're taking a turn, mm -hmm. are you looking out of your steer, uh, out of your windshield? Okay. No. You're looking out of your driver's side window. You're, you're reading the turn. Mm -hmm. In VR, I only played it once. When you turn your head, there's the freaking bar from the windshield to your driver's side window. It goes up, connects mm -hmm. to the hood. You look out the window. You see how far you're turning, and you're sa successfully staying in there. No racing game yet allows that and even if it does it's kind of disorientating out on the screen because mm -hmm. you don't have the immersion you don't have the 360 yeah. you have a flat dude it is next level i it can is, believe that it's it just... is insanely accurate how well you feel like you're in a car so i don't know about other games and that you could even argue is just a vr gimmick mm -hmm. but it like a racing game like if esports takes off mm -hmm. and they come out with like a nascar vr i would not be surprised if that was successful I because that. that would be like it's it's just as almost you know it's obviously not as real but it's almost as real and mm -hmm. it takes full advantage of the VR it doesn't just add it for the sake of it it takes full advantage of it yeah the thing I, the thing I just don't like about VR right now is to me it just feels like a screen right in front and of and face. that is what it is a lot because like, like, I I don't like the idea of me holding a controller yeah. and the only thing that's actually VR is I'm looking around yeah so right? the Rick and Morty game helps with that in that and I played it on the HTC Vive which the Rift now has the room sensors. Okay. But the Vive did it first, and when I was playing with it, the Rift wasn't out yet at Logan's. Um, like, when you walk around, your character moves around. You're mm -hmm. holding the motion joysticks, and they act as your hands. Mm -hmm. Your button is grab. Like, it feels like you're doing you. And mm -hmm. I actually fell over twice trying to lean on Rick's workbench. Okay. I was like, okay, let me just lean. Oh, oh shit. And I, like, went through it because I just was in the zone, not mm -hmm. paying attention. And it has nice things. Like, when you get close to the wall... The image shows like a blue gridded mm -hmm. wall and it's like, hey, watch your face. You're going to hit something. But there is, the touch controls add a lot. Like shooting mm -hmm. games, being able to do, you know, like the pose. Yeah. So that's the, huge. the thing that I thought was cool was like, I, I don't think it's actually happened yet, but uh, it was popping up on Facebook all the time that, you know, that the frictionless, walker? Pa the frictionless oh, pad. Oh, yeah. That I would be sold on. 
Yes. I 100% agree. It's like a circle around your waist yep. so you can turn, and as you step, your feet just slide back into place. Yep. Yeah, that thing for Call of Duty, like the, I think the video shows them like running, crouching, yep. running, turning. It's a And whole if that's something that's actually in development, not just you know some you know weird Facebook video, mm-hmm. like this could happen someday, that I think would be really cool. I also remember back in like high school, there was... Uh, it was, it was like a, a sh- I don't know if it was real. It could have been vaporware, but I remember hearing about it amongst friends and stuff. You put on like this shirt and you're playing Call of Duty. and Well, not at this time. It wasn't Call of Duty. At this time, it was like freaking like Medal of Honor. Mm-hmm. Remember when that was like the premier war game? Um, you like get shot and it gives you a little like jolt there. Like, That'd hey, this cool. is where you're getting hit. That was back then. Power Glove by Nintendo was even something that didn't work at all, but was supposed to. Um I think the technology is there. It's just expensive as shit. So this is something... I'm not sure if this falls in the same category as that, but DJ was telling me when I was younger... Like, laser tag? Laser tag. Hey, it's a form! Yeah, so, no. So I guess the technology to have, like, like a controller... Like, you know how controllers have, like, the dual shock and whatnot, so it uh-huh. vibrates and stuff? The ability to have a controller that, like, actually, like, vibrated so hard that it was, like, like, you know, you're getting, you're in an explosion. It actually feels like there's an explosion going uh-huh. on. That technology existed, but it was held, the patent was held by, like, some small-time, like, person who just refused to sell it. If DJ said it, it's, I believe it. Yeah. I believe it full-heartedly. But, DJ usually doesn't lie. Well, that's like, um, did you know uh, Bluetooth has been around since the 50s? Really? A woman came up with it, government bought it from her, and it expired in the 90s. Hmm. So well, it didn't expire. You know, patents have a yeah. yeah. There, there's a a life. There's a point where it becomes like eminent domain. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and that's the only reason we have Bluetooth on our phones now and stuff is because uh, the government's patent finally ended, and they've been using it for years. Well, mm-hmm. awesome shit. But anyways, not the point. So let's get back on track. You got the three main alleys, right? Mm-hmm. You've got portable, which I'm counting the Switch as a portable device. I know a lot of people consider it a console. It's, it is portable. Like, but the, I'm calling the game, it... The game is fully functional portable. So. And I'm calling it primarily a portable device. Okay. That's for me. That's personal opinion. I know it's a lot... Like, mine has never left the dock, so that's weird that I'm saying it, but I think it shines as a portable. Okay. Like, that's where you're really like, I'm playing fucking Skyrim right here! Like, that's huge mm-hmm. for 15-year-old Kevin who... No, wait. When Skyrim came out, I was 20. I'm so sorry. You weren't 15 I was 20 because... I was got my I was at my beekeeping job, and I went to the midnight release of that, and I got that and Battlefield Three same night. They were both midnight release that night. Came home, Battlefield Three never left its package in its life because <laughs> I just played Skyrim and then new games came out and whatever. Um, anyways, that game encapsulated my life. So the fact that a you can put that into my hands now, mm-hmm. huge. Like for uh, it's huge. So you've got mobile with these. Finally, multiplayer has almost caught up, and quality has caught up, in my opinion. You have sit down and play, which, as I said earlier, the standard. It's always going to be comfortable. For you, keyboard and mouse. For me, a controller. And then you've got VR, which if you had told 20-year-old Kevin he could put a VR headset on and be in Skyrim's world, I'd have lost my face twice over. We would never we would never seen you again. You'd yeah, still no, be there. I would never that headset would be you know how trees grow around stuff when you like hang a yeah. <laughs> I would have grown around the headset. I love that game. They're all serve different purposes. They're not all gonna survive. Okay. At a certain point technology will reach its it'll just get better in one area and the rest will die. Mm-hmm. Kind of like 
freaking the Nintendo DS and Game Boy versus Sony's PlayStation. There's a reason they don't do portable anymore. Mm-hmm. Nintendo did it better. Moving on. My question to you is, will VR ever catch up cost and quality to be able to put mainstream games on them with mainstream appeal? Okay. Will consoles and, sorry, desktop gaming hold its reign forever? Or will mobile, as technology gets better, get the same quality and better than desktop and become its own version of the best? Which one reigns supreme? So that's the thing that I don't think necessarily holds up, right? So Because they're all different experiences. There are So VR caters to a specific type of game, mm-hmm. right? So like, you're not going to play VR League of Legends. That's not going to... There are is, you? There is no way in my mind that that functions okay. properly as okay. how the game works. Okay. Okay. Smite. Maybe VR, VR Smite. You can VR do. Smite. Okay. Okay. Hold on. I'll let you keep going. Sorry. But so just like, saying, having like a freaking puppeteer command over League of Legends, like mm-hmm. you're still that top down view. You look all over and you're using your hands to move your forces. Yeah, that, that, well, that's better that, for like civilization. Yeah, that's not really how League works. League, but still, anyways, more active than that. anyways so like, okay, I, I don't think that so games like that, the 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 MOBA style game, it would if that if the esport continues as it is and that becomes like the standard of esports, mm-hmm. I feel like it's not going to get to the point where one eclipses the other and they all and one disappears. Okay, it's going to be you know, basically the primary game is always going to be whatever you know sells the most to casual gamers because. Competitive and hardcore gaming doesn't drive the market, right? No. Yeah, yeah. So, like World of Warcraft, League of Legends, the esport competitive edge of that is less than one percent of the the game, the player base. Yeah, that's fair. So, what's going to drive forward is what has the most appeal to the casual player. Mm-hmm. And right now, right, I mean, obviously, right now VR is too expensive. The casual, yeah, so the expensive. casual player cannot afford to have VR. Yeah, and. But I think if VR becomes more accessible, VR will start to eclipse console gaming. Okay. Okay. Oof. So, well, I mean, I guess PSVR is already trying to do that. PlayStation's mm-hmm. VR. Yeah. So that's so what will happen is at some point, maybe even in the near future, you might start to see console gaming taking... It won't disappear entirely, but it'll be similar to like whenever Nintendo releases a new system. Where they'll be like, okay, you can buy the game on VR and you can buy the game regular, okay, okay. but they're gonna have more support for the VR, and, and eventually, and eventually, and... yep, and eventually it's gonna fall off where they're making the the baseline of the game because okay. they're gonna. It's kind of like when the 3DS came out and they're like, you can play 3DS or the normal version, mm-hmm. and then games just only started coming out 3DS. Exactly. So I think that if VR ever catches up in that way, VR would be the future of console gaming. Okay. I think PC gaming will have VR, will have those VR games as well, but it'll stay. It'll stay with what it has. It'll also stay with you know the staples of what okay. is currently there. And mobile will all. I think all three of them will all. All three of those systems you said mobile what was it, mobile console VR. Yeah, mobile all, desktop desktop, VR, yeah. which is console in this. You yeah. Know, sit so down I gaming. think all three of those will always exist in some fashion. Okay. And basically the. The console version, you know, the sitting on your couch playing a game, that will probably eventually become VR. Okay. I think because of the strides that's being made in technology Mm -hmm. and the never-ending push for quantum computing, I believe that eventually it'll come down to one mobile system. Okay. Like, as stuff get, you know, computers get more powerful and that's cool, but... 
say we hit the day of quantum computing, which we're actually not that far off if you read up on mm-hmm. like the strides they're making. I mean, consumer-wise, we're pretty far off, but just having this stuff available. Mm-hmm. I believe something a la Switch will be able to do everything a PC and VR will be able to do in that one system. So that's and, it they- will, and it will dominate. I'm not saying that it'll just be able to do that and everything will still exist. I'm saying it will become the standard. Like, I feel like mobile could become... V- like, mobile could have a VR capacity to Well, it. yeah, the gear VR and shit like that. But the issue with mobile VR is no one's ever going to just be sitting in the park and be like, no. you know what, I can <laughs> play my game right now. Let's set up my VR sensors and go to town. No, but what I'm saying... Although that would be dope. What I'm saying is, like, um, also, some VRs, like the Vive, has cameras on the outside of the mm-hmm. helmet. So those sensors will become obsolete and it'll become contained in the headset. Because okay. it'll it, the, the depth sensing um, mm-hmm. is already making strides, infrared sensing, all that good stuff, and just direct cameras for augmented reality, which I think is augmented reality is really cool. Augmented reality is dope, but that's not what we're talking there, about. There's a lot so. of cool stuff that I'm not allowed to talk about with augmented exactly. reality. Exactly. So there's some cool shit there, and I think that eventually there's been lots of systems trying to do a docking. So ever since mm-hmm. the Motorola shit, uh, Atrix. The Motorola Atrix came out. That was the first phone actually with a fingerprint mm-hmm. on the back. Well, first ma- big phone. I mean, it wasn't the first phone, but the first big phone with a, a fingerprint. That phone touted this system of being able to dock it and use it as a desktop computer mm-hmm. or a laptop dock. There was a little thing that plugged into a monitor, and then there was also a actual little laptop, okay. and your phone was the entire power, not the elect, not mm-hmm. the um, uh, energy power for the screen, but the computing power. Mm-hmm. Samsung now does it with the Galaxies. Microsoft tried doing it with what was called Continuum with their Windows 10 phones. Okay. Which was actually fucking awesome. And the fact that those phones didn't sell well is kind of a bummer because it would have been nice to have the competition as Mm -hmm. opposed to the two. Um, Apple does it on a much more lesser scale, just allowing you to answer phone calls, text, all that stuff along the three. But the Switch does it now, dock it on your screen and whatnot. That has been something everyone's been trying to do. How can I have this little box in my hand Use it as this, use it as that, use it as that. Mm-hmm. That's what I think will become. I will have, let's say, my phone. Okay, so you're saying, you're not saying that mobile is going to, like, it's, it's just going to be a mobile device. That mobile device will be able to do all three yes, of those. Yes, I'm things. saying I will have my device. I will use it for my stuff on my hands. I'll play my Fortnite mobile. Yep. I'll come home, put it into my dock. It'll power my gaming system here, or I'll be able to throw a headset on, and it will be high-quality VR. Yeah. I think I, it'll I could become see, I could see that happening in the future. The, like you're right that they'll all be their three things, but I think it'll be one, it'll be one device. Or, okay. Yeah, I mean, multiple brands, but one device that does it. Yeah. Okay, I, I could actually concede And that'd be dope that. as shit. That would be really cool. I feel like that won't be for a while. No, no, no. no. Like, I mean, so many people have been trying it over the past decade to mm-hmm. not much success. Um, I would say the most successful is the Windows one. Samsung's trying really hard, but fuck them. I think the biggest thing is, I think the biggest thing that would hold that back isn't the inability to do it technologically. It's that the companies want you to buy yeah. those three. Hey, things. I have a laptop. Samsung, I have a laptop. I have a phone. I have this system. I have that. Yeah. You, I, I mean, mean well, there's, like, a reason, actually, there's a reason you have your iMac here, or your two yeah. iPads out there, and all 20 of your video game systems. That no, you you're have. right. And I have a lot more than 20. Um, you're totally right, but there was, I was just thinking in my head, there's actually still a phone, Alcatel, A-L-C-A-T-E-L, Alcatel. Okay. Um, they actually make it still, but back when Motorola did it and Samsung tried, you have, uh, an Asus, you have your phone, you have a tablet, you pop the back of the tablet up, slide your phone in, and your phone is the guts, and Mm -hmm. it has a screen attack. So, people have been trying it forever. 
and they're getting better at it, but not to a degree of like, oh, this is awesome. Like, mo- Apple's, the one thing I will give Apple, their mobile chips and graphics are bar none the, the best. Like, as far as processing power. And I mean, graphics, uh, okay, from what I've seen with, like, the iPad and stuff, I, I can agree with that. Yeah. At least, the, the, the difference is, though, I've never compared the iPad to an equally expensive tablet. Yes, and and the, right? there's, like, well, there's an even bigger problem with that, and this is another discussion for another day, because as you mm-hmm. know, Mr. Android over here, optimization is the name of the game in anything software-related. If you only have one chipset and one software, you win. If you have one chipset, one software, but over a thousand different devices with a thousand different tinkerings, mm-hmm. and it's not even one chipset. There's... Snapdragon back in the day, Motorola had their own. There was MediaTek that's still going on strong today. Mm-hmm. There was uh, fucking uh, Texas Instruments had Motorola use most of their chips, um, and that's all died out now. It's basically just Snapdragon mm-hmm. and them. Samsung has their own. They're called Xenos E X Y N O S. Um, it's hard to optimize there. So mm-hmm. a thousand dollar tablet versus a thousand dollar tablet, iPad versus Android. As of right now, benchmarks and Real-world performance, the iPad is winning every time. Even older mm-hmm. generation iPads. And that's just because they have full control over everything. Yep. Which I don't love, and this doesn't, but it's fine. This doesn't, you know, go as much in the tablet. But, you know, so the... I, I, I hate Oh, the, Franny likes this computer. That's why we own it. Yep, I... The, and that's the biggest thing that I hate about Mac. Is yes, they have the one chips that whatever. They, they control all their stuff. And they keep it that way. They control yes, all their yes. stuff. Yes, And it's a major bonus. You need an excessive amount of like prowess in just Mac to do anything customizable to yeah. a oh, Mac no, computer. I, and you cannot problem. actually, you can't, you can't actually buy the parts that you no, need. No, the only thing I can replace on this is the Ram. Yep. And I have, I've upgraded it to 24 gigs. That's all I can do on this computer. Mm-hmm. Everything else is soldered. But one of the other, the reason why I'm saying that is if Apple ever wants to, my iPad out there, I have the uh, Pro 10.5, so I have the mm-hmm. current model with the highest-end processor and the highest-end screen. If they wanted to, that thing is about twice as powerful as my Nintendo Switch. If they sign a deal with mm-hmm. anyone, the Switch has the Tegra 4 Pro. Uh, no, it has the Tegra... NVIDIA Tegra something chip. I can't remember off to X1, X4. It's the X4, I think. Okay. It's about twice as powerful as that Switch. Mm-hmm. And the Switch has some ballin'-ass games, as we all know. No, the Switch is great. It's the best console of all time, in my opinion right now. It's tied for the best console of all time. We'll talk about that another day. If they signed a deal with Sony, if they signed a deal with Microsoft, Nintendo, fucking Atari wanted to put some games out again. Mm -hmm. Any of the main Activision and all that shit, Bungie, they could become that sort of situation where I could do all of my shit on my iPad. I feel like Apple would... If Apple signed a deal with a console, that console would be great. Yes, they could. That's because... You know, Apple's whole mindset with technology works for the console, where you don't you don't go out and mod your. I mean, yeah. people do mod their Xbox. Yeah, but you're but not supposed to. You're, yeah, you don't go out and upgrade your Xbox. Yeah. You buy the next Xbox. Yes, and I do. I bought them I, all. I know you. You love buying. I own them all. I like the Xboxes. But uh, that's all I'm saying is that one day, and I think we're closer than you think, techn- technologically, but not practically. We're about mm-hmm. your timeline away because companies are greedy as shit. Yeah, they're gonna. Keep putting out things to make money. Yeah, that's all it is. But anyways, all right. Last question. And this will wrap us up because we're over an hour. I got into a huge argument with my friend. What is more important when you're playing a video game? And I think I know your answer. Graphics or gameplay? Gameplay. Every time, right? Okay, so... So graphics matter to a point. Like, the game has to look 
semi-functional, right? So graphics right. can have a negative effect on gameplay, and yeah. that's when it matters. You know when when the graphics affect gameplay, then graphics is more important. You know what game does that for me? What's that? RuneScape. Old school it. game. Yeah, you know, it's it's old school. It's been around forever, mm-hmm. and they never decided to update the look to it. Yep. So when you try to play it, I can't recognize what shit is. Mm-hmm. It's just squares. That's all I see, which isn't a negative. Minecraft and Roblox and all this shit has gotten successful from it. But the argument we were getting into, because as you know, ports exist. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's gone big with Skyrim and Doom and all yep. this stuff. Um, and PC versus, so we were talking about playing PUBG and Fortnite. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it looks so much better on the computer. I'm like, it's the same fucking game. And he's like, yeah, but you should see. I'm like, you spent two grand on your computer alone. You own a one millisecond one millisecond monitor. That's another 300 at least. Mm-hmm. You have your chair. He has the... Uh, have you seen the setups where you're in your chair, the thing slides in front of you, and your three screens are mounted up here, okay. up on top? Have you seen them? Uh, I've seen yeah. that, yeah. He has a cheaper version of that, but he has one. And like, so altogether, you spent $3,000 just to tell me it looks cooler. I spent 200 bucks, and I'm playing the exact same fucking game as yeah, you, bro. Yeah, so I will agree. So, okay, so if you have the optimized PC, it is always going to be better looking on the PC. Yeah, yeah, no matter what. The, the PC always is a step For above. For the games the, that are available. Yeah, the PC is always going to be a step above the console. Yeah. And that's because it's customizable. Yeah. But... That doesn't matter. So I will say there are points where, you know, there the preference does make a difference. So, like... Well, okay. I have recently... I, I started playing Resident Evil 4 again. I got it for the... the PS4, PS4. Mm-hmm. I got the PS4 port for it. And I don't like it as much because it is the PlayStation 2 port of the game. Okay. So the PlayStation 2 port had worse graphics than the GameCube, the original GameCube edition did. Uh-huh. And it, it was noticeable to the point that it, it bothered me. Okay. But that's not saying that if I wanted to play Resident Evil 4 and all I had available was the PlayStation, that I wouldn't play it. It's just if given the option, I'm going to pick. Yeah. I will pick the better graphic option if it's available to me. Well, yeah. I mean, you always want nice things. But when I play Halo, Mm -hmm. they came out with the Master Chief Collection. And then before that, Halo Combat Anniversary. Mm -hmm. Press the select button and you get to switch between the new graphics. I always played the old. Just because why it didn't fucking matter. And that's what it came on as. Like, it was functionally the exact same game. Mm -hmm. I personally, obviously, this is completely objective or subjective. Uh, subjective subjective your opinion on the matter is subjective this was completely subjective but i was like it doesn't matter to me he's the kind of guy that he's like Mm -hmm. why would you even look at that old one why would you even look i'm like because it's the same game like i'm still playing it Mm -hmm. the switch is better than a three thousand dollar pc to me for what i do for what i do i mean honestly it's better than a three thousand dollar pc for what i do too yeah none of the games i play require the top end of yeah PC. And I just, I, I really can't, I have a friend, Mason, who loves graphics. I mean, that's, if a game comes out and, like, the so reviews... So he's a big tech junkie, basically. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the reviews are like, wait till you, like, um, Quantum Break. Okay. When that came out, that was, like, fucking groundbreaking for consoles. hmm I personally didn't like the game, but Mason loved it because it looked so incredibly clean for a console game. Mm-hmm. And that's cool and all, but, like, you're gonna play a shitty game just because it looks cool? The biggest thing I'm, I'm going to say, and this isn't really graphics, but 60 versus 30 frame rate Ugh. is significant. No, I, I doubted it, 
And then Fortnite updated it, and I was like, holy shit, what have I been doing? Yep. Changed my mind entirely. Turned me all around. That laid is, me down. That is more, frame rate is me a glass more of wine. Frame rate is way more important than, uh, oh, than graphics. It looks so good. It looks so good. I mean, even then, it also depends on the styling of the game, though. Mm-hmm. It's always better to have the higher frame rate. I'm not denying that. But, like, uh, the Switch right now, the in-hand mode is only 720p at 30 frames per second mm-hmm. for almost all games. And when I dock it and it does the, like, 50 frames per second and the 1080p, I don't care, man. It's Because so, it, it, because it's a different sensation. It's a whole, it's an entirely different uh, sort of, I mean, the know, Switch is supposed to have, like, what? Like, it's supposed to be, like, 30% of the processing power. When you when undock you have, it, yeah. And I can't notice that difference. Right? Really. So, again, that's another thing of if I'm playing Fortnite with him mm-hmm. and he's on his computer with ultra settings and I'm on my Xbox with basic settings... I don't think he's benefiting at all. There is never a mechanical benefit to having the higher graphics settings. No. In some situations, it's actually detrimental. Like, in WoW, it is, in my opinion, detrimental to have all the highest settings with all the graphics on. Because it slows the shit down? Nope. Not that, no, I mean, if you have the ability to keep it at, like... Like a 1080 Ti or something? Yeah. It just... It clutters the screen. Like, oh, okay. It it is literally like having a seizure on your screen when you see all these different graphics going on, and you're playing a game where you're trying to focus on what you are doing, yeah. not what's going on around you. Make this shit blockier. I just need to know where I'm going. Exactly. Yeah, I get that. It's like why I don't like big screens too much. I would rather game on like a forty inch screen than my sixty five because I'm just looking at everything. I'm like, this is too I, much to look at. Yeah, so once it's to the point where you have to like where you can't just like look at the screen and see it all in your field of view, yeah. then it is there's no point. Yeah, you're overdoing it. Kind of like this is actually not kind of like that, but I I will always argue that Guitar Hero/Rock Band is not good on an LCD screen. Yeah, that's fair. It is best on like a projection screen or CRT TV. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I played it on. So like I the TV that I play guitar here on was like one of those, you know, big, like, you know, 60 inch projection TVs. Yeah, the like Mitsubishi's. The huge ones that, you know, wouldn't fit in this room, basically. Weigh 200 pounds. Yeah. And the reason is, like, those have no delay. Like, there yeah. is no input lag in those because the input is direct. Yes. And these ones, yeah, and that's why they have the se- the setting for it now. Because mm-hmm. when they came out, that wasn't an issue because on CRT it was direct. Yep. And then. As these shits got all shitsies. Ugh. I hate having to set that. There's nothing more frustrating than watching it, clicking it, and being able to see that I already clicked and it still hasn't popped. Yep. Oh, it's the worst. But that's not the point. All right. Wrap it up. This. You got any final thoughts? I always ask about final thoughts before and I forgot to do that. I oh, know. I had a game to play too. You can still play the game if you want. Do you want to wrap? You want to bang it out? Yeah, we can do it. All a right. Game. So I had a quick. We're going to play our games just like I used to. Except this one, we'll start with who would win in a fight, and then I've got another one. All right? Okay. Who would win in a fight? Master Chief versus Samus. It's going to be Samus. In what world? So, man. I mean, usually I'm not supposed to fight with you on this, as you're the answering, but I'm I'm asking you. Let me talk myself through it a little bit. So, Samus has... So, are we talking like Samus with all of her abilities? Or are we talking Samus at the beginning where she trips and falls and all of them fall down a sword dragon? She's used... Okay. If we're giving her all of her abilities, we have to give Master Chief all of his best weapons. So, well, the difference is... So, baseline, Master Chief is more powerful than Samus. Because Master Chief is actually a genetically altered super soldier. Yep, And he's awesome. So, if you give him that... Like, so just baseline... 
Master Chief will win. Hold on. All right, so let's do it like this then. But Samus has a lot more tech at her hands. So let's do this because of what I've known of Samus. You give Master Chief pistol. He always has his pistol. Mm-hmm. You give him his battle rifle on his back, and he's holding a shotgun in his hands. Okay. And you give Samus her arm rocket, her shield, and screw it. She doesn't need more than that. She gets her arm rocket and her shield. Can he get through? So and Samus has her basic like blaster or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Her standard just pew pews. Charge it up, pew. So it depends. So in that situation, to me, it depends on how they're fighting. Like if they are, this is where have you they, listened are, to the like, podcast? Like, the this thing. is where you come in. Yeah, if they're just in a firefight. Yes, two people open field with some trees and rocks and shrubbery. I think just in a firefight, Samus's weapons are more powerful. Okay, Samus will win in a straight-on firefight. If they ever get close range and they're actually like you know fighting, mm-hmm. Master Chief is okay. He, so how about this? They both takes place in space. They are fighting on a broke-down alien ship. It could be close quarters. It could be hallway fights. It could be open area fights. Who is better of a assassin to go get the other one dead? That would probably Master Chief. Then. Okay. So, because Master Chief, if you've ever, I've actually read one of the Halo books. I have not. That yeah. is dedication. So what it is is uh, they're they're all like pinnacle of like something. Mm-hmm. So like I think in the book I read there was like someone who's like an excellent sniper, someone who's excellent at CQC. Master Chief is all of those. Okay. So, I, mean, I believe it. Isn't he, like, born to be Master Chief, too? It's not just, I, like, a person? I don't know that much. So, I, I read the Halo book in eighth grade of Oof. middle school. Okay? Has it been out that long? Halo's been out for a long time. Uh, yeah, it came out with the original Xbox, so I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. That's a good one. Master Chief, I also would give it to Master Chief. Nothing against Samus, mm-hmm. but it's just like... I think if Samus has all of her power, like, yeah. all of her tech... Different upgrades? She will win. But. Who would win in a fight? Link versus Zero from Mega Man. Zero from Mega Both swordsmen. They really don't... I mean, Link has bombs and a shield and a bow and arrow. Zero has his energy blaster and, like, rocket boots. It's probably... It, it's gotta be Zero here. Because Zero is just technologically more advanced than It's Link. the Master Sword, though. The Master Sword And the bombs. It? And the bow and arrow. I mean, Zero's face is exposed. You think he's Hawkeye level? Pew! I think Zero's going to win this. Like, yeah, I give it to him. Come on, yeah. it's an energy sword, man. Yeah, Link's, the Master Sword's going to get, it's just, it's just a really cool sword. Come yeah. on. And just a little elf guy. All right, and final one for this game. Who would win a fight, Kirby or Yoshi? They both like it in the mouch. Oh, they do. And they both are kind of derpy. <laughs> and they're both soft and pudgy. Kirk, it's Kirby. What? So Yoshi doesn't have that much going on, aside from the fact that He's he's friends with a big fat so, plumber. So get this. Kirby just uses a suck job to... And Yoshi's inside him. Mm-hmm. Does whatever he does there. Yoshi uses the tongue action. Same thing. Boom. In your mouch. Yoshi's got the kick in the tail. Kirby's got what? Little pad paws? Got a little paddy paws? I guess unless you're going by smash rules, in which case he can turn into a rock. Mm-hmm. And he has a sword randomly. So, the, well, all right, so... And Yoshi can throw his eggs? Smash Kirby is a little bit different from Kirby, because in Smash, they give Kirby his, like, iconic... So Kirby, he can suck on a person, and Love he it. gets their ability. Yeah. Like, their primary ability. And in Smash, they give him a bunch of the primary abilities that he gets in the games. True. So, like, the sword, it's a very common ability he gets from eating the sword. The little green-hatted sword guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. So... If we're talking Smash Kirby versus Smash Yoshi, mm-hmm. 
I think it's Kirby. Oof, okay. If we're talking, like, it's just baseline Kirby versus... And baseline The Yoshi. only person he has to suck up is Yoshi. <laughs> and that's the only ability he can get. So he's going to throw a freaking small egg at Yoshi. Yeah. Yoshi's going to win. Okay. Because Yoshi will just eat the egg. And... I disagree respectfully and say Yoshi wins both. But that's just, I'm a Yoshi guy in Smash. Mm-hmm. I like him. All right. Next one. Not of who would win in a fight. We're done with that. That one's off. Now, instead of, we would usually do who's who, mm-hmm. I haven't thought up a new one in forever, so I'm leaving them. So instead, I thought up better weapon from two pretty iconic things, mostly Nintendo-based. Well, I guess not really. Better weapon. Keyblade, Kingdom okay. Hearts. Yeah. Gunblade, Final Fantasy. Oof. Um, I mean, I think it's the gunblade's a cooler weapon. The keyblade is literally just a giant freaking key that he bashes people with. But some of the, them look like the 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 black one with the like bat wings. on Some it of them that. are cool. Yeah, the, like the Nightmare Before Christmas one's pretty cool looking. Oh, but yeah. as an actual weapon, the gunblade is cool. They actually make them too. You can buy a gunblade. That but just sounds scary. It's just dumb. There's no point. So there's never a point where you're gonna be like, I have a. So there is a pointless weapon. Instead of putting a bayonet on the end of your gun, you're just carrying that. Yeah, so there is never going to be a point where you're like, I'm in close quarters combat, I'm going to swing a sword at you, but I can also shoot you after I do it. True. You're going to just want the gun. But the one thing I would say, you got the gun blade, right? Mm -hmm. And you miss your shots. You still have a weapon. Yeah, but you lose to the key blade instantly. The gun blade's big and it's heavy, but think of the handle. Of the of the knife part, like think mm-hmm. of how you're swiping it, yeah. with like this weird. Whereas the keyblade, I mean, come on, you got finesse. But the keyblade dripping in, in the end, the keyblade is a blunt weapon. Yeah, I guess it is not true. actually bladed. Yeah, that's true. I, I would rather a knife than a bat, baseball bat. Yeah. All right. I don't. We we will we'll go over this. What's a cooler weapon? The golden gun from N sixty four is golden eye. Okay. Or the Spartan sword from Halo 2's Halo. The Spartan Sword. I mean, so are we talking about for what it does in the game or So like, there's a lot of different options here. Gun so, to a knife fight, we obviously can't do that. Yeah. So But you're playing those games. Which one are you more excited to stumble upon? I'm probably more excited to stumble upon the sword in Halo. Because the the sword in Halo 2 was my jam. Well, that's why I said Halo 2 specifically. Halo 3, 4, and 5, and ODST mm-hmm. and all that. They kind of brought it down a little bit. Because mm-hmm. if you got that sword in Halo 2... I mean, shit, you could see someone across the map. Your reticle would go red. Yeah. And they were dead. done. But the golden gun, you didn't have to aim. Yeah, you just, just start shooting, man. They're dead. It's, it's equal OP. But... Like I said, you're more excited to stumble upon the sword? Mm-hmm. I'm more excited to stumble upon the golden gun because I was very bad with the sword. But, so with the golden gun, you, especially in N64, like, you still had to be able to hit someone. Like, yeah, you didn't have to aim it for the head, but yeah. you're just flailing around firing <laughs> bullets. <laughs> pew, pew in it. The sword, you could eventually just, like, if you were just swinging around, you're going to get something. Oh, maybe. that was one of my favorite things was to wait around a corner for someone to come, and instead of waiting on the reticle, just start clicking it yep. so I would already be swinging. <laughs> And you're guaranteeing yourself. All I had to do was hit him. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to hit him high, hit him low. If I hit him high, hit him high, hit him high. And then you, you hit him low. Hit you him didn't low. have to hit him low. But hit sometimes, low. you know. All right. What's a cooler weapon? Mario's fireball. Okay. Link's bomb. Mario's fireball. So Link's bomb, although Oof. the fireball just... It's, it's, so he's, firing, he's, he's just firing fire out of his hands. He's coming with fire. But here's where I will make the case. Both of their first introductions, right? Okay. So we're God. not talking about like the energy bomb from Awake or from a Breath of the Wild. No, God, no. That's the word. I'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Mario finds a, a flower. 
gets his fireball, mm-hmm. pew pew, you're throwing him. Link stumbles upon him, you only get three. Mm-hmm. I think it was three or five. Three. I want to say it was three. I can't remember. Those things were... So the the negative to Mario's fire, it could the positive kill anything. Whatever, you're cool. Mm-hmm. Negative was they do that bounce. Mm-hmm. If you don't time it right, it bounces over them, and if you're in a sprint, you run into it and get hurt, mm-hmm. and you lose that. Link's bomb had like a two or three... I'm going to say pixel. It wasn't pixel, but you know, mm-hmm. like a distance range. You drop it and walk away as something's coming, and they're done no matter what. So the biggest thing, though, about the bomb is you could almost, in Zelda, you could almost never use it as a weapon. Because you always had to save your bombs for that wall yet. To break a wall. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So, and the negative to that is you you had a limited amount. Mm -hmm. Fireball, you had it till you fucked up. Yeah. But as time went on, they nerfed that bomb hard. That bomb became a freaking novelty like the energy bomb in Breath Mm -hmm. of the Wild. It became like... Sure. Oh, there's some cool stuff you can do. Like, Breath yeah. of the Wild has so much cool stuff you but can do. Even then, it's mostly novelty or mm-hmm. distraction. Like, I would, I remember when I first got it, I was like, oh, fuck the bomb. I'm just going to throw this at people. It, doesn't it do does like, it does like maybe a tw- 20th of their health, and it mostly just pushes them away. So, you, what it became was run with the bomb over your head, drop it behind you so it'd throw mm-hmm. them the other way so you had more time to recoup. Yeah. But as games went on, all games, like, I think it was um, Wind Waker, you got the bomb by default, you didn't have to collect it, and it didn't do much, but it broke down walls or some shit. Like, they nerfed it as time went on. But the original bomb, and even, like, uh, how originally talking? We're talking about where you had to, uh, we're talking about 3D Zelda or still 2D Zelda? 2D Zelda, before that. Where you just drop the bomb and they run at it. Yeah, and then murder zone. Guaranteed murder machine, Mm -hmm. but it was limited, and you had to be sparing, versus unpredictable, just pew, 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 hit B mm-hmm. while you run. Because that's what you did. You held yeah, you over your... and you just clicked. Yep. You go with Fireball? Yeah, I go with Fireball. Yeah, I go with Fireball too. I was just trying to make a case. I yeah. just wanted to help Link out a little bit. <laughs> All right, that'll wrap it up for that. I've got, I'm have i going to come up with more for the next topic. That's like, I love playing those games. Otherwise, AI is terrifying. Switch is balling. I agree. I mean, I think that's a good synopsis. I'll buy the Switch again. I actually, if they come out with a limited one, I will buy it again. Because like, come on, they haven't done a limited one yet, other than the Splatoon controllers, and I can still buy those on my own. Yeah. I want a limited Switch, bro. Maybe Smash, maybe the new Smash will have one. If if there is a if, God I feel like it, I feel like if the Smash has a new one, I'm gonna come over to your house. And you're gonna have seven of them. If if they have, I will. I'll say I'll sell my old one, but I won't. I'm buying a that. I just played it earlier today with Albie and his brother. That's my favorite game mm-hmm. ever. No, I think we've done our favorite games list, but it's always in my top five. It's always in my Rushmore. Smash will always be in my Rushmore. And as we all know, I am the reigning Smash champion. You want to play right now? I oh, I gotta go home and make dinner. We got work. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> all right, this has been Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Jake. Thanks for listening. <laughs>